Thank you so much, Hillary. Yeah, Mayan calendar. I think it's going to turn around again, and it's going to hit us. Uh, I think 2025 is the year for that. Yeah. Glenn is joining us yeah. from home today. Not feeling so well I still, am. but uh, powering yeah. through. Well, you know, I have uh, I've been diagnosed with COVID, and uh, we'll get into that a little later. But I think, you know, Friday was morbidly obese. But on Monday, I went on a diet. And uh, and started working out a bit, uh, you know, with Echelon, and now I'm only muscularly obese. Mm. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I think I'm gonna live. I think you're on the right path, but it may take more than a couple of days uh, to. You think so? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Echelon. If you're trying to reach your your fitness goals, it can help to have world class instructors like Nicole Griffin uh, and Michael Brown. Choreographing, uh, choreographing the uh, classes with music from your favorite artists, and yada yada yada. I know I'm 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 dressed like Jane Fonda told me to dress, but anyway, uh, I I want you to check out Echelon. You're going to save a buttload of money. Uh, it's the bike, it's the rower, it's everything except at a fraction of the cost. Right now, limited time, you can get eight hundred dollars off the manufacturer retail price. Get the exclusive discount by texting Beck to eight one eight one eight one. That's Beck, 818181, $800 off now, Echelon. program. Uh, yesterday I was diagnosed with having COVID, so I am uh, broadcasting from uh, home, my man cave uh, today, because uh, it's January 6th and there is just too much to talk about on January 6th. The record really needs to be set straight. And if you missed last night's interview with Donald Trump, I think it was one of the better interviews he's done, and you will feel very optimistic I wanted to point out a couple of things that came out in the interview that uh, maybe you missed. Uh, we'll do that coming up. And I want to hear from you about the Trump interview if you watched it last night. The number is 888-727-BECK. But we start with January 6th in 60 seconds. So, uh, you know, we were just listening to uh, Chad Prather on Blaze TV. He's, he does a show on Blaze TV and podcasts. He's very, very funny. Um, but he also did a great monologue on how many things we were supposed to die of. All the fear-mongering that has gone on for a long time. Uh, in fact, can we play that real quick? Here's Chad Prather. Listen. They have us under the tyrannical thumbs. Look at all the crap they've been peddling. For years now, just health, technology, all the things they've used to scare us. 
In 2000, Y2K was going to destroy civilization. In 2001, we were all going to die from anthrax. In 2002, West Nile virus was going to kill us all. In 2003, SARS was going to wipe us out. In 2005, it was the bird flu we were worrying about. In 2006, E. coli was definitely going to get us. In 2008, none of us were going to survive the market collapse. In 2009, it was swine flu that was going to kill us. In 2012, the Mayan calendar ran out. Remember that? The end was at hand. In 2013, North Korea was going to start World War III. In 2014, none of us were going to survive the outbreak of Ebola. In 2015, Donald Trump was going to get us into a war with the entire world. In 2016, if the Zika virus didn't kill us, then ISIS would. In 2018, it was climate change that was shutting us down. In 2020 to present day, of course, you know it was the novel coronavirus and all of its subsequent variants that had our number. The only thing that has remained the same through all of this is fear. So now what are we doing to work against fear? What are we doing to stand together? I want to tell you about our sponsor. It's Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile uh, is a company that may surprise you in a very, very good way when you call and just say, hey, I want, to, I want this for cell service. I want this many lines, et cetera, et cetera. And you look at the cost that they charge and the cost that you are probably paying right now with Big Mobile. The other thing is we need to stand together and do business with the people who are on our side. And when I say our side, I don't mean about elections. I mean about the Constitution. I mean about freedom. Patriot Mobile is there fighting for the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, heck, all of the amendments. You can do your own homework and find out. They are really, really good working behind the scenes, trying to make sure that our country survives. And they have great cell service. They're on the same cell tower, so it's the same great service, better customer service, and a lower price. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck right now or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code Beck and you'll get free activation right now switch over to a company that shares your values it's patreonmobile.com slash beck 972 patriots all right excuse the way i sound today uh, been diagnosed with covid which is much less than it was the first time I had COVID before there was a vaccine. Um, and I'll get into this here in a minute because I think it's important that you understand what's what's really going on uh, with COVID. And uh, it looks like I, I think we're going to end up being the ones that were right this whole time. But we'll get into that a little later on in the program. It is January 6th. And I really wanted to start with... Um, you know, letting letting America know um, who we are, and I don't mean you. You know who we are. I mean letting people know in the media and the left. Nah, I shouldn't say the left. Democrats, Democrats, because I don't. Th- I think there's a ton of Democrats right now that are tired of all this stuff. They're not leftist Marxists. They're not. And I feel like they're trapped and they don't know what to do because they don't necessarily trust our side, but they don't trust their side. And so we have to lead by example. Um, I want to shock our detractors today. CNN predicted today will be about division and President Biden and the left will deliver solemn remarks while former President Trump of the right going to spin justifications for the actions of January 6th. No, I'm not going to do that. There is no justification for January 6th. 
There isn't. It was wrong. Period. Enough said. Like every major conservative voice, I have and continue to openly and clearly condemn what happened on January 6th. At the heart of the conservative movement, we honor our institutions. We don't believe in resorting to violence. We were the victims. We were the ones trying to stand up and say, please stop the riots on the street all during the summer. We don't believe in employing chaos to achieve our goals. That's not who we are. We treat each other peacefully and decently. Most of the country is not like the coast. It's not like L.A. It's not like Portland. And it's, it's not like um, New York or Boston or Philadelphia. It's really more like Florida. Florida is kind of a purplish state. And everybody kind of gets along. You know, everybody's like, hey, I don't, you know, I don't care who you voted for. You know, don't tell me what to do. And I won't tell you what to do. We believe in treating each other decently. And any outlet trying to paint a different picture of us or you is desperately clinging to a division that just doesn't exist. Today is a really important day as a reminder. Look what happens when somebody loses control. Look what happens when somebody raises up, rises up in violence. The left has been begging for us to do it. And I think they're, well, we'll get into that here in a second. But they need us to be violent. They want us to be hateful. And when we're not, their understanding of us collapses. Well, let it collapse. Let it. Because, because those, those that say um, we are violent... They don't understand us. They don't know us. That's not who we are. To anyone who wants to drown us in division, no, I won't be a part of it. For anybody who wants the anniversary of January 6th to be a reminder of how low we went, we say January 6th will be the day that we go high. It'll be the day that we promote peace, understanding, civility, and our constitutional rights. For anybody who works to stoke our anger, to turn us against one another, let January 6th be a reminder. They failed. And they'll always fail. Because anger and hate and division are fickle motivators. Peace is eternal. And peace always wins. You want us angry? Go ahead. I'm not going to bow to you. You want us divided? Well, that's fine. I'm going to love my neighbor anyway. You want us to condone violence and chaos? No, we won't. And we'll be clear. So today we should look at January 6th as a marker in time to now use this as a day to unite. Because on January 6th last year, 99.9% of the country agreed. It's exactly what it's exactly what happened with BLM. When we first saw the police officer put his knee on the neck, we were all like that's wrong. That's wrong, but they used it to divide us anyway and to hype up that half of America agreed with the police officer. No, that that wasn't true. And the same thing with January 6th. 
So do something nice today. Do something for a neighbor. Give your server an extra big tip today. Smile at the stranger that you pass. Because that's who we really are about. That's who we are. We'll define today. And we'll define it with kindness and love and just being an American. That's the important thing today. But it's also important to set the record straight. You know, just because you love somebody doesn't mean that you don't uh, point out where they have it wrong. And I'm not pointing out to the New York Times where they have it wrong because that would take far too long. But the great arbiter of all truth, the New York Times, published an article yesterday with the headline, Election Falsehoods Surged on Podcasts Before Capital Riots Researchers Find. What is this story about? Well, I'll tell you, this story is clearly just targeting podcasts and radio. That's all it is. Now that they are still losing because they can't silence us, I was told, go online. We don't want you here. You'll have to build your own thing. Well, I did. Now they see how effective it is, and now they can't have us online. Here's the subheadline. A new study analyzed nearly 1,500 episodes showing the extent to which podcasts pushed misinformation about voter fraud. Now, the article opens mentioning me clearly from the outset. They're accusing me of spreading election falsehoods. It says it in the headline. It's a pretty serious charge accusing me of lying to this audience about the election and voter fraud. So with that in mind, I want to read the opening paragraph of this article from The New York Times. Weeks before the 2020 presidential election, the conservative broadcaster Glenn Beck outlined his prediction for how Election Day would unfold. President Donald J. Trump would be winning that night, but his lead would erode as dubious mail-in ballots arrived, giving Joe R. Biden Jr. an unlikely edge. Now, the next line is a quote that's something I said on radio in 2020. Quote, no one will believe the outcome because they've changed the way we're electing a president this time. End quote. Now, since the New York Times is the great arbiter of all truth, I'm almost certain that the article didn't go through any fact check, PolitiFact, Snopes, any of Facebook's army of fact checking referees. The New York Times has one of those get away with our version of the truth. got free cards that they can play at any time. But as usual, it's context that is left on the cutting room floor. Context. It's inconvenient when it comes to character assassination attempts like this one. But here is why context always matters. Because when something is taken blatantly out of context in order to serve your narrative, it is the equivalent of a lie. Before I get to the context with the New York Times conveniently uh, left on the cutting room floor, I should note that there's a new study this article references, and it's from the Brookings Institution, a century-old D.C. think tank. Now, if you don't know who the Brookings Institution is, let me tell you, it is noteworthy that the former Brookings Institute analyst named Igor Danchenko, do you remember who he was, Stu? 
Mm, Igor Danchenko. No, no, I don't remember the name. You know the name, though, right? I mean, it sounds familiar, but I don't remember what it was tied to. Mm -hmm. He was the the man who claimed to have knowledge about cooperation between the Trump campaign and Vladimir Putin. Mm. He's the guy that's just been indicted. Igor Danchenko. Okay? That's right. He's the guy who passed the information to Christopher Steele. Now he's been charged with lying to investigators about the information. That guy came from the Brookings Institute. Hmm. It's also noteworthy that the donors uh, include the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Facebook, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Comcast, NBC, Universal, BlackRock Financial, the United Nations Foundation, the Embassy of the State of Qatar, and dozens more. So... It's not really a credible operation. But the study was ready to be released released on Tuesday of this week. And it's almost as if they were coordinating something. Because the New York York Times article about the study came out yesterday. And actually, we know the New York Times got their hands on the study long before it was released. Because they reached out to one of my colleagues on Monday asking us if we wanted to comment. We didn't comment on this because... It's not my first rodeo with the New York Times, but I did provide them with full context. And I want to show you that full context in just a second, because this is an effort to take all of us down. And if you know the truth, it will not work. Our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. The other day I told you about a painting of Joe Lewis called The Birth of a Hero. And uh, if you enjoyed looking at you know, even half as much as I enjoyed painting it, we're both well off. It's a great, great story. But there's a, there's no way I could have painted that thing um, five years ago. There's no way. Three years ago, my hands were so sore they would go into cramps, and I just couldn't even hold a paintbrush for more, literally more than a minute. And it was killing me because I love to paint, love to paint. Then my wife turned me on to Relief Factor, created by doctors to help Um, your body reduce inflammation which is the major source of most pain and it's got four key ingredients that all work together i take relief factor every day and it's made a huge difference in my life will you just try it please three-week quick start developed for you 1995 dollar a day it's a trial pack hundreds and thousands of people have tried it 70 percent of them go on to order more month after month it's relieffactor.com relieffactor.com or call 800 the number four relief 800 the number four relief relieffactor.com 10 seconds station id So let me give you the quote again that was in the New York Times. No one will believe the outcome because they've changed the way we're electing a president this time. And they're saying that I was saying that Joe Biden is going to claim he wins and uh, and then you, we can't believe it. That's what they're claiming, I said. Okay. Scary, if that's what I meant. The New York Times hopes that's what I meant, but then when we corrected them, they ran with the story anyway, even though they know that's not true. 
because here's what the Times forgot to mention. The quote was pulled from a segment in which I was talking about the report from the Transition Integrity Project. Do you remember that? The project got a ton of media coverage, mostly because it predicted the end of America in all election result scenarios, except Biden winning in a landslide. So here's what I said on September 10th, 2020, when that came out. Listen. Brooks has conducted war games to play out a range of Election Day and post-Election Day scenarios. Virtually all the outcomes, save one, a Biden landslide, have ended up facilitating a nightmarish fallout. Well, what about a Trump landslide? I've been telling you only a landslide will do it. A landslide of Biden or a landslide of Trump. Otherwise, they have set this thing up that no one's going to believe the outcome. No one will believe the outcome because they've changed the way we're electing a president this time. So now, wait a minute. So am I hyping the Republicans up to go out for violence? Or am I saying that it will take a landslide for either Biden or Trump? A landslide will be the only way that you'll be able to believe it. That's an incredible, uh, that's legitimately incredible. I mean, usually they'll take something out of context and try to make it look like it was something that it wasn't. This is, you're actually commenting on what was essentially a left-wing report. Like, it's it's not. And we told, we told them when we talked to them, you run with this, that's liable. That's liable. And uh, you better attorney up, uh, New York Times, because that's liable. That's not what I said. You knew it. We talked to you about it. We gave you the audio so you knew the context and you did it anyway to to libel me. So anyway, that's such a timing of the it's such a strange thing, too. I mean, like, you know, they are obviously trying to go after now podcasts. They've gone out and tried to ban everybody from social media. They're done with that. They're going after podcasts and other things now. And that's, you know, very much in the normal left-wing playbook. Right. We're used to that. But, you know, of all people, like, you've done dozens of events where all you do is preach about Martin Luther King. I listened to, uh, just to go back to listen to some of it, to your January 6th morning program before the actual events of that day occurred, and you're saying, don't go out and cause mayhem in the streets. You literally are advising the morning of January 6th not to do what what wound up happening. And you did that for 10 years previous as well, consistently all the time. And then you try to make you out to the face of the insurrection. It's completely insane. It's as if they have never listened to the show in their entire lives. Well, they they have it. What more importantly, you cannot listen to the New York Times. Liable. Back program. All right. Um, Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Stu, you're going to have to help me because I'm losing my voice. I want to talk to you a little bit about MyPillow. Do you have a MyPillow or the sheets or anything? Yes, I have not only MyPillow, but I also have the sheets. The sheets are great. Uh, They're really soft. The sheets are unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah, I actually gave them away as a uh, Christmas present as well to uh, my cousin. Did you? Who uh, she's like, oh my God, I was going to order these. (laughs) She went nuts. It was as if I gave my, my, my daughter a puppy. It's like they're sheets. 
that's great that's great <laughs> they're really really soft and comfortable and you know me because we've traveled around you weren't a, sne- a sheet snob until you started traveling with me and then you quickly became a sheet snob mm. um <clears throat> i i like really soft sheets and these are great i sleep on them every night you can get them now for a discount along with all of many of the other products now at mypillow.com go to mypillow.com the new radio listener specials and check out the buy one get one free offer on the Giza Dream Sheets 800-966-3117 use the promo code back mypillow.com don't miss Glenn's interview with Donald Trump if you did miss it blazetv.com slash Glenn the promo code is Glenn Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Let me go to Eric in Indiana. Hello, Eric. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. Big fan, long-time supporter. Thank you. Hey, I hope you, you feel you better called soon. It. Thank you. Hmm. Is he, is I don't he know. It does not seem Eric? to be want to be oh, talking. Sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah, it's your turn to talk here. I just didn't want to talk over you. Yeah, I listened to the interview oh. last night, Glenn, and I just yeah. thought it was fantastic. And it's it's the first time since Independence Day 2012 where I felt truly hopeful for uh, returning to constitutional values. Um, I, I just thought that last night was about the future. It was about unifying. And like you said, where they're just constantly trying to divide us. I mean, members of my own, own family... I'm vaccinated, but my, my daughters aren't. They won't meet with my daughters. Like I, and so, like, we're divided, and, like, no doctor told them to do that or anything. You know, literally the president did. And so I oh. just think that Trump's interview last night was so unifying and so so inspirational that I'm, I'm fully on board now. And, like, during the um, 2016 primaries um, here in Indianapolis, I went to the Ted Cruz convention where he announced uh, Carly Fiorina as, uh, mm-hmm. as his running mate, you know. And, you right. know, Trump had said things like horse face and lying Ted. And I never liked that stuff, you know. And I was always a supporter because I do feel like he had a role as a drain-the-swamp kind of guy, a uh, mm-hmm. him in the nose, you know, fight back against the media kind of guy. But I never saw him as the healer that you had talked about in the past and others had talked about. But, man, that interview last night really turned me around. And I'm, I'm telling you, it wasn't since, like I said, 2012, you know, the Tea Party stuff. I was there in D.C. on Independence Day. I was there in D.C. on uh, September 12th. And, man, that was such an awesome movement. I had such high hopes. And it wasn't until last night, man, that uh, Trump Trump brought that back for me. And this morning I called my dad. And I just said, I'm on board. I said, we got to get this guy reelected. And I, I think you're right. I think he's running. I mean, watching that interview again last night, I mean, he's running. I'm excited. I'm fired up this morning. Yeah, that's great. I'm really glad to hear that, Eric. Um, You know, that was my intent. I I talked to him before we went down there, and I said, look, you know, everybody is just um, talking to you, and we're relitigating the past. I don't don't want to talk about the past. I want to talk about the future, because I think people are looking at what's going on. Here's the really bad thing about September 11th. Eric, thanks for your call. Um, The the bad thing about, not September 11th, um, January 6th. January 6th, they are now, the press is using this as a distraction 
on all of the really important problems our schools our corruption in our fbi the justice department the department of education um, gas prices meat prices uh, inflation spending out of control all of these things that are happening putin china they all go to the back burner because they're uh, focused on uh, January 11th. Uh, sorry, January 6th. I can't get this date right. January 6th. <clears throat> because they're focused on that, do you know how many good, decent Democrats are feeling alone and feeling like, gosh, it's just me that's going through all of these things? I guess. I guess it's... I guess that's not important. This must be the really important thing. They're really being screwed by the left and, um, and by the media. And that's tragic, really tragic. But he got on last night, and I, I don't know. Um, I'd love to hear from you if you watched it last night, 888-727-BCK. At the end, my wife said, you know, that's the first time I've ever, I've ever seen an interview with him where it seemed like just two people hanging out having a conversation. And I felt that way as well. Um, uh, it was just a different interview and very, very, very hopeful. In fact, can we play, if you wonder if he is uh, running or not, can we go to um, the, um, the SOT where, where he, is, he is saying, it was at the very end, and I don't know if you, you missed this, um, <clears throat> but it was at the very end where he said, um, where is it? where he talked about, you know, making America great again. Play that, please. It's so sad, our country right now. I don't think we've ever been lower. And despite all of the witch hunts and the phony Russia, Russia, Russia impeachments, it was a beautiful time. We had the greatest economy in history. We then had the China virus come in, and then I rebuilt the economy. I really rebuilt it twice. The second time harder than the first. But we had the greatest economy, the greatest everything. It was a glamour pit. It was a beautiful period. Mm -hmm. And now I see what's happening with energy, with inflation, with the military, with it's these awful. clowns. Uh, and I said, you know what? Let's put out a book talking about how beautiful it was because we're going to make it that way again. Mm. What does that mean, Stu? <laughs> We made America great once. We'll make America great again. Again. Hmm. Again. Uh, okay. Uh, there, to me, there is no way he's, uh, he's not running. We'll play more of the interview coming up in a little while. I was thinking about what kind of person it would take to not run if you were Donald Trump right now. The nomination is his. He doesn't have to do anything to get it. He, he's dozens of points ahead of anyone else who would be mm -hmm. challenging him now of course anything can happen you know you never know what the future will bring but he would have to basically um I, I you know it would be a very strong man to say no i don't want this nomination unless he just thinks it's just too much of a disruption to his life he, it's his he doesn't have to he doesn't have to even work for the nomination it's his so he becomes a one and two shot and the other person is joe biden probably who is uh, terrible and is Hillary. running the country into the ground. I know you think maybe Hillary runs. I'm sure other people will run as a, yeah. as a challenge, uh, especially the way this is going with Biden. If it continues to go this poorly, he probably won't even run for re-election and they'll, they'll have to run somebody else. So 
you know, uh, how could you resist it? I mean, unless you just oh, didn't I think, think it was resist- important. Oh, I think you could resist it for another reason. In the interview last night, he said, uh, you know, I really had two jobs. Try to get the country back on track and survive. Yeah. And it, it's true. I mean, he was fighting for his survival every day since, you know, the minute he came down the escalator, he was fighting for his own survival. And, and I don't think he saw that coming. I thought he would. I think he thought that, you know, he'd still get the good press, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they would be harsh on him, but not like that. And uh, it's because he's an outsider. But he was really clear. You know, we had dinner afterwards. And, um, you know, when the, when the president, former president says, what are you doing for dinner tonight? The right answer is, I don't know, McDonald's. <laughs> uh, because that's what I said. And he looked at me. He actually said, you and I, we could eat together for a very long time. <laughs> and I said, yes, we could. Anyway, um, we had dinner with the first lady. And... I think that's what wounded him deeper than anything else was the attacks on her so unfair and so cruel uh, on her. And I think, you know, for him to go back into the arena, would you, I mean, you know what it was like, Stu, when we were at Fox and literally every day we were fighting for our life. Do you just immediately say, oh, yeah, I'd go back. No, that's and that's why I, I that's why I said I think the only decision for him is if it disrupts his personal life, right? I mean, and like you think think of a person like Ron DeSantis who's thinking about potentially running. He's got a million things to think about, right? It's not just whether his, it disrupts his personal life, but it's like, can I win? Who would I be running against? Uh, you know, uh, do I? You know, how do I play this? When's the right time to announce? None of those things are factors with Trump. All he has to do is say yes, and it's his. I, you know, I, I, there's no poll that shows anyone can even come close to challenging him. So it's just really like, okay, let me make a personal decision based on myself and my family. What's the best thing and the country? What, what do I think is the best way forward? With everyone else, there's, you know, there's a, there's a million political calculations to factor in. You also, and, and the, the, the number one thing you have to factor in, if you're anyone other than Donald Trump, is... Is Donald Trump going to run? Because if you're Ron DeSantis and you announce, and then two weeks later Trump announces, you are now, a, you know, you're the second fiddle on the ticket. You're, if at best, yeah. running for vice president in most circumstances. Uh, there is, if I were thinking, which it would be crazy for me to think this, but if I were thinking, I'm Ron DeSantis, let's say it that way, and I'm thinking, I might run for president. There's no way, no way, until I have a hard, fast, public no from Donald Trump that he's not running. I right. mean, it'll be a it'll be a cruise to the uh, to the nomination. And what's of course makes this difficult, uh, you know. And, and Donald Trump knows the media. He's obviously uh, very very good at understanding what gets attention in the media. He knows the second he gives a hard fast no, a lot of his power drains away. Right. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, he'll, I think, be a kingmaker in the Republican Party for as long as he wants to be. But like, you know, the, the media circus around Donald Trump starts going away when he says, I'm not running anymore. <laughs> um, he, right. he is now now the focus goes to Ron DeSantis or whoever else is going to run. Correct. 
So there's no incentive for him not to keep it alive, even if he wasn't running. But I mean, again, everybody inside his inner circle, people who he who are in his inner circle that are advisors to him, that are, you know, on his team are coming out and publicly telling the media he's ninety nine point nine percent running. So like if he wanted that messaging to stop, they would stop it. Yeah, he. I mean, he clearly, he's I running. think, is running, and and, and running. I think that means he's the nominee. And I think you look honestly. I'm I'm more convinced Donald Trump is the nominee of the of the Republican Party than I am Joe Biden is the nominee of the Democratic Party, and oh, he's the yeah, sitting president. Absolutely, yeah. Or Kamala Harris. Hmm. I have no idea who they're going to run in 2024 because those two will not. That's that's a disaster. That won't win. I have that won't win. I have no idea who they could actually run. But I will tell you that I'd be shocked if Donald Trump didn't win. And if he approaches the election like he did last night, where he was, where he's just laying out a strategy of hope and doesn't get waylaid into all of the stuff, um, I, I think he's. I think he's a shoe in because all of those people who voted for him the first time and then were convinced that something was corrupt. Now they're seeing, wait a minute, corruption, no corruption. Uh, we know what's going on here. These guys are Marxists. These guys are not helping me and my family. It's costing me a fortune because of the policies of this guy. And I think they'll get all of those people back that voted for Donald Trump and then some and then some get those people back from 2016. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is American Financing. Stu has used American Financing. I have used American Financing. Yeah. We all, really, we all have uh, from time to time. Everybody around here uh, uses them because... uh you know, what do you when you want to use a new product or service? Like a lot of times, you go to your friends, you go to people that you know, and you ask them, "What have you used?" And of course, around here, you know, that started building with you using them. I used them. Sarah's used them. A ton of people around here used them. So now, everyone around the office knows that these guys are the best, and they've been doing this for a really long time, going back to, I mean, the old 2008 financial crisis days uh, is when we yeah. first started talking to them. Uh, and didn't initially uh, take them on as a client because, you know, uh, you were very worried about the mortgage situation correctly at the time. Yeah. Uh, but and they, they survived said to me, it. We're not. The, yeah. They said, we're not the ones that sell those kind of loans. We don't do that. We're not in it for the bank. And we agree with you. And I said, well, we'll see how you survive uh, after. Well, they were fine all the way through it. They do the right thing for you. No tricks, uh, no smoke and mirrors. It's American financing. Get your home refied right now. Get a new loan or a consolidation loan and save hundreds, if not $1,000 every month. American financing, 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. Have you heard the name Ray Epps? You should. And we're going to talk to uh, somebody who has been investigating uh, Ray Epps coming up in just a few minutes. Let me go to Linda in Florida. Hello, Linda. Hello. Hello. This is Linda. Hi. 
Yes, go ahead. Hi, You're on, Linda. Beck? Yes, it is. Uh, okay. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, I, I've been thinking about this, uh, well, you know, ever since um, Mr. Trump, uh, you know, uh, was, well, you know, his presidency yeah. was uh, gone. But um, right. my, my question to you is I did not get to see the interview last night with Mr. Trump. But um, in, in your interview and how you had, um, you know, you know, gone through the questions. So do you see where, um, you know, Mr. Trump will be uh, different in, in how he handles? Of course, if he runs, I will definitely uh, vote for him. But my question is about his personality and how he handles things and how how his acting comes out and so forth. Because I, I believe that people that voted for him in the past, there may be a good, a good chance that a lot of people will not vote for him um, because of the way he acts and how he portrays himself. And I know that that's the acting in him because that's what he's done. Right. Um, I don't think I could speak to how he's going to run. Donald Trump is going to be Donald Trump. That's just who he is. And, you know, uh, it's a double-edged sword. Um, he is he is a guy who just goes in and drops grenades, and that's what explodes everything. I mean, he's going to have to, and we talked about it in the interview last night. I gave him a list of of departments that have to be cleaned out. And I asked him, are you going to be able to do that in four years? And what about the Republican Party? Are they going to let you do that? And he was very clear on it. But he's it's going to whoever goes in, if they're really, truly going to fix it, they have to clean house. And that's going to take a tough as nails person to do it. Watch the uh, watch the interview from last night. Glenn Beck Wednesday night special only on blazetv.com. This is the Glenn Beck program.